Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so Mm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Ahoy and welcome to episode 193. I hope you're having a great week out there. I hope things are going well. It's a, uh, it's kind of a weird in-betweeny time at the moment. So in the last couple of episodes, we were focusing in on uh, those crisis-level conversations, suicide prevention. Um, and then kind of around the corner, we have World Mental Health Day. So it's a... Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, I think, <laughs> um, with so many kind of themed days around the same time. But I think it's a really good time to draw attention to mental health. Um, and I think that given the, the kind of the ongoing uh, pandemic and various different kind of lockdowns, restrictions and um, distancing and things like that, I think mental health is still a priority and is um importantly still being spoken about in the same way as it was kind of in the early stages of lockdown and covid happening so i think it's really uh, a really poignant time for there to be focus on mental health in particular um i do think interestingly the the themed days themselves i think are getting a little bit less attention maybe because mental health is being spoken about a bit more in the general sense the rest of the time um, i'm not too sure but it's been really interesting to, to kind of see those conversations grow um so yeah so today we are we're going to reflect a little bit on um kind of some of the recent times um and also look forward as well so i think for me I, i've really enjoyed the last couple of episodes so it's been a chance to kind of sit down and, and, and talk to you um again and have kind of those episodes where it's a bit more of a, a bit more of a chat um because i think i can say now that between um i'm not sure if it's the i think it's the last week of september which is next week i think um so between the last week of september and the middle of december i think we've got a new guest 
every week bar one um so really excited to have um so many new people um from different backgrounds and with different lived experience of mental health um so i'm really looking excited i'm really looking excited <laughs> i'm really excited and looking forward to um hearing from those new guests and from being able to share some of their stories their insights and their experiences with you as well i think um part of uh kind of some of the recent conversations has um for me really been seeing that kind of i guess a growth in the base level understanding or education around mental health that we all seem to kind of recognize is is happening now and i think kind of almost mentioning that at the beginning sort of reflecting on you know the themed days maybe have a slightly different focus now um and i think that's appropriate and i think as yeah as we've said probably in every episode for the last hundred or so um it really is about education it's about um kind of formalizing that i think at the moment we're still seeing our education is increasing but that's predominantly through kind of casual conversations and people being interested enough to to listen to podcasts like this um and kind of self-educate really so i think it's gradually seeing that change in education um seeing those young people um kind of move through education and into the workplace where they do have that increased experience uh increased knowledge of confidence with and education around mental health conversations and i think we're yeah we're already starting to see that with a little bit of that in mind um i did want to mention uh something that i kind of <laughs> tempted to introduce last week and that was international podcast day which i have <laughs> I've, I've, i have now looked um is in about a week's time so it's wednesday the 30th um, of september so what i'm going to do is um at some stage maybe a, a couple of times i'm going to um kind of post a couple of tweets and sort of say oh, if you'd like to come onto the podcast um let me know and we'll try and set up or i will set up um like a a mini zoom session so i think i'll probably do two probably one at lunchtime and one in the evening um and they'll just be quick it'll be sort of 20 minutes ish um and it'll be a chance for anyone that has a kind of a mental health or i suppose well-being as well um focused podcast to come on and just say a brief little bit about their podcast and now if only two people come on they'll yeah you know they'll get 10 minutes each <laughs> um but if there's a few people that time might be really limited so it might literally be sort of a couple of minutes for for each person um if you're not able to make it on the day what i might also do is kind of offer the the opportunity just to send through a, a, a quick sort of minute or two um kind of snapshot of who you are and what your podcast is about and what you do on there um because i think it's a really it's a really cool thing and we've touched on this a couple of times that there are so many different mental health podcasts now they are kind of almost getting to the stage where it's a topic just like fitness football or food or anything that doesn't begin with an f um but i think that's really good it's really important because there will be 
people that really want to hear and want to engage in kind of mental health and well-being conversations they want to hear those shared stories um and and lived experience but maybe they don't like the way i do it or they don't like the way someone else does it but there'll be another podcast that does it in a different way and that might be the best way for them um so i think it is really important it's a great opportunity to be able to share that so i'm looking forward to hopefully i'll have got all that set up by the time this episode comes out so it gives me gives me just over half a week so um yeah so look out for those as i say um is it world or international or anything international so it's international podcast day wednesday the 30th um and like i say i'll have a, a couple of opportunities for people to kind of drop in have a quick chat or send through some audio files and i'll add those into um the episode that goes up the following week or or around that sort of time um and i think that's a real key opportunity i think there's like i say there's so much great work going on within that that mental health and well-being field um and i think one thing linked to that for me and hopefully something that comes out of um kind of world mental health day is I see more and more this discussion and we've definitely done it on here where we've talked about kind of mental health and well-being in exchange of each other sometimes. Um, and I think there is a difference um, and there is a lot of, um, I suppose, assumptions and judgments and stigma linked into some of those words. And that is maybe more of a... Um, that is maybe used as more of a reason to use some or not others rather than what they actually mean and i think for for me that's really important so um and uh, i'm gonna say from my point of view rather than because i think you can look up different kind of definitions of things but from my point of view well-being or wellness covers uh like a huge range of things it's going to include mental health but it's also going to include um physical health it's going to include education it's going to include um kind of your your daily routines um it's going to include a lot of things that mental health does as well but i think the the big difference for me is that um well-being to me um, is not focused on mental health um, it includes it and that's part of it but it's not focused on it um, and equally when we're looking at mental health mental health I think includes well-being includes um, keeping yourself well as well as it includes kind of illness and symptoms and things like that um, but I know kind of well-being is something to to strive for to consider to keep in mind to think about to um want to to be proactive around um but for me well-being doesn't really include mental health illness or symptoms and i think that's an area that i feel really passionate about where i really want to continue learning sharing information and sharing stories and so well-being is not necessarily the area that i want to focus in on it might be an area that i want to cover and include and, and talk about and celebrate but it's not the area of particular focus where for me mental health is mental health including as i said those kind of illnesses um struggles symptoms 
but also the successes, the recoveries, um, also education, um, our kind of work life, our careers, our relationships, our interactions with um, families, friends, colleagues, strangers, um, the way we think, the way we process, the way we remember, um, the way we perceive things. I think, yeah, for me, there is more than enough within mental health to to have that as the area of focus and I think for me that's why it is really important to sometimes um, make that call that mental health and well-being while they both kind of include each other they are also both different Um, and I think that's a, a really key area rather than what I've just said I think and this is my judgment, um, often what happens is um, mental health is seen as the illness and the stigma and then well-being is seen as kind of the positive, I don't know, recovery um, and keeping well. And I just think that is, I think, again, personal view, that's wrong. Um, That's inaccurate. Um, That shows a lack of education around what those words mean um and i think it also adds or continues to add to the stigma around the word the terminology mental health um and so that's why i think it's really important to include and say mental health rather than well-being at certain times i also think sometimes it's important to say just mental health and not mental health and well-being um but again I understand why why that often happens and at times I do do that as well um but I do I think that's really important and I I've seen conversations online through some of the social media channels um obviously particularly Twitter um where actually there is kind of um a lot of sometimes aggression around what language we use what's appropriate and what's correct Um, And I think that, again, this is maybe something where some of us have a slightly different opinion. But for me, there is um, there's correct in terms of what does it say in the dictionary? What do these words mean in the dictionary? And and that's what they mean. Um, But there's also I think I think it's also really important to understand that we all interpret and use words differently. And again, there are sometimes, like in a training course, or like when we're just sitting down and having a podcast discussion, um, to maybe challenge some of that language use or to discuss why we think certain words are acceptable and other words or phrases that aren't. But I also think it's really important if someone is sharing their story, their experience, um, or, you know, sometimes online when you can't really work out the tone or the manner in which the conversation is being kind of led um i think that's a really difficult time and not always an appropriate time to challenge or to kind of raise a debate about what the correct language is um and often i don't know if there is a correct language i think there's preferred there's definitely preferred um we've had the conversation numerous times that um you know i don't like the the phrasing commit suicide but um 
I've had guests that have come on and, and as part of their story and their experience, they've spoken about um, committing suicide or um, someone they knew committed suicide. And I think it's important to both give them the space to use the language and the terminology that they want to and accept this is their story and you've got next to no right to tell them how to tell that. Um but I think there is a time, and I think that's why I really appreciated the recent discussion with Janetta, where um, we talked a little bit about the language kind of later on in the episode, where I said, actually, you know, that's not a terminology that I'm particularly happy with. Um, but she also explained why she kind of prefers or likes to use that terminology. Um, and I think that's really important. I think it's really important to understand why. Um, a particular phrase it doesn't have to be that but why a particular phrasing use of language terminology is a preferred way to express something from someone else just because it's not the way I would like to do that or my preference Um, if I want to talk and engage with other people which I definitely do um, I think it's really important to have that understanding that People want to talk in a different way and I don't really know that it's my place to kind of air quotes correct that because I'm just telling them what I think um, uh, and saying that my view or my uh, my point is more correct, is more relevant, is more important, is more valued than theirs and it, I just think for the most part it really isn't. Um, I think everyone's insight is totally equal Um, and I think that's where sometimes those conversations online particularly Twitter where they can divert because you express one opinion and someone says you're wrong it should be this and then you quite quickly get 50 100 people agree with the person uh, or agree with one of the two of you I suppose it doesn't really matter agree with one of the two of you and then the other person's view is deemed to be kind of air quotes wrong um, and I think yeah there's definitely times when we can say some things are, are way less appropriate and it's maybe not an, an area of preference but I do think that there has to be acceptance that people will talk and speak differently and, and have different preferences that said I will continue to say we shouldn't say commit suicide um I still don't think yeah I've said it already I don't think it's an appropriate or educated way to to speak about suicide um but I will still totally accept I still totally value um someone's insight that chooses to to use that as part of their story and I think we will continue to see that it's a that and a few others are really long-held tropes um and uses of language that have happened over decades and that isn't going to change in kind of a six month two year period um where we suddenly try and encourage everyone to change their language it's it will take time um and it might be that there's a particular phrase that people say we should start using rather than just saying don't do that um you might have oh you should always use this phrase when talking about um suicide or you should always use this phrase when talking about um self-harm I, I don't know we, we never know what's coming in the future I think this year shows that more than any um but yeah I, I forget now how we started on <laughs> on this route um but I do think there's some really important discussion points and again 
I really value that every so often um, I have a, a little bit of a gap in between guests. And it's really nice to have those um, have those weeks where I can sit down and just have these conversation um, kind of talking points with, with you guys. And as always, you don't have to agree. You can completely think uh, something different to me. You can disagree. Um, and I think that's that's really important that you that everyone feels feels able to to disagree um and at you know the relevant time also voice that as an opinion so if you do have an opinion on on how we talk about certain things and like i say it doesn't have to be the same as mine um it'd be really interesting to at some stage kind of um have you come on as a guest and we can have a discussion i mean i said at the beginning we're booked up to december so it might be early next year now but i think there are um some really interesting and important conversations to have around um language and education um that said i do think those kind of couple of topics we've just are things that probably resonate quite a lot through most of the episodes that we have i think very often uh when a new guest comes on there are a couple of points that are maybe echoed a little bit more and i think education is one of those that definitely over the last kind of 20 or 30 episodes i feel like that has come out really really strongly that education is something that both has improved but also needs to improve um and i think we'll we'll continue to see that moving forward um guest wise um uh, a variety coming up but i'm really really interested in looking forward to 2021 as well um and booking in some guests for then so if you are interested in coming onto the podcast and sharing your experience um you're you'll see now that we've we we i think we are mostly now moved over to to the new branding into the new website and email address and stuff like that with open journal so if you are interested in coming over uh and, and being a guest on open journal i think it'd be really interesting to to hear more of your insights and your experiences to to um to be a guest you can have a look on the website which is uh openjournalbc.com and then you can click through to uh, podcast and be a guest uh, and it will give you some of the information about being a guest on the podcast so you can also email me at hello at openjournalbc.com uh and i think yep that email address i think opened up at the the start of september so um everything like i say is pretty much moved over we've got a forwarding on at the moment from the old website um so if you are going over to mike's open journal that will still forward you i think until early next year um so yeah we are we're pretty much all there i just need to start forwarding on some of those emails that are still going to the old email address and we will be there with that i think that's probably most of the, the the kind of the talking points I wanted to have today. There's a there are a couple more, but um, I think maybe I'll save those for another day just in case, because um, I'm sure that there is one more week. I think there's one week in October where we don't have a guest, so I might be using those then. Um, but yes, thank you so much for for continuing to support the podcast, for continuing to download and engage. Um, I think it's for me it's such a huge privilege. It's a huge thing uh, i'm so proud of it um and i think um being brutally honest i think even if there was only five of you downloading i would still do this um i really do love having the podcast and having the opportunity to 
to talk to you to kind of share my opinion share my insights um, but also to hear from you and to hear which episodes were really good or which guests you were really interested in um, or have gone to find out a little bit more about um, and also having the, the absolutely amazing guests that have um, have come on in the past and that are going to be coming on over the next couple of months I think um, this podcast is slightly different I guess to to many where we kind of both have that casual level conversation but we also have the opportunity to really delve a little bit deeper to hear about some of those uh, really personal and sometimes quite difficult stories and situations um, as well as um, some people that have really um, I don't want to say used their mental health but really turned their um, maybe certain illnesses or struggles into huge successes and um, really helped to either educate others or create projects or support networks um, and I, I think thinking back over some of the episodes where we've had um, people like Lenny came in and spoke about being a dementia friendly barber um, we had the mindful baker we've had a range of people that have come on and spoken about um, some really, really interesting and insightful projects, essentially careers, um, that they've established supporting and providing a service for people that um, maybe have particular struggles around their mental health um, or would just like to be more maybe proactive in supporting their mental health, whether they have a struggle or not. And I think that's a really positive thing to start to see um, at the moment um, because I think despite the education and the increase in awareness we are we still so often seem to have this mindset um of, of kind of waiting until crisis um and it just oh my my partner loves watching um i can't remember what it's called but it's a i think it's a channel five program channel five or channel four i think um, and it's like a behind the scenes in the GP surgery. So you see people come in and they talk about um, kind of whatever they're there. And then the, the kind of the, the doctor or the nurse responds and gives them treatment. And um, at the end of the episode, they do a wrap up. And in the last episode um, that she was watching, I kind of saw out the corner of my eye. There was um, a chap that came in and he'd been struggling with depression. Um, and... Uh, he'd been taking medication previously but stopped taking it um, but was now struggling again so um, the the doctor spoke to him and sort of said you know um, kind of these are the options you're looking at taking the medication again um, but also maybe CBT Um, and honestly his reaction was probably what I expect (laughs) I could be wrong but I expect it's like 80% of the responses um which was I don't want to take the tablets but okay um and I don't okay I'll have a look at the CBT and then at the end um it said he's going to take the tablets and then he's not going to CBT yet he's going to wait and if it gets worse he's going to go um and I was just like no that's exactly what I would have done or it's almost the reverse I think um but for similar reasons um and I just think so often particularly men I could be wrong um are just so reluctant to come forward and even when we do and we're offered support 
um, there is this idea that it has to get worse before you can get help and it oh, it's just so difficult to accept that so many people are still in that that mindset that you know you're struggling and you're you're maybe um kind of having those really deep depressive episodes you're maybe having those thoughts of self-harm and yet you still are reluctant to accept help you're still reluctant to access support and I found that really difficult to watch because I think it's something that just I so associated with that idea that this I'm in a really bad place but I'll struggle on I won't uh, and it's just no please access that support it's so important um and I think for me now having received CBT and and therapy support over a number of years and also now um kind of although not being a practitioner but working within a mental health charity seeing that side of you you really need the best way to 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 use to access to learn from CBT is to do it from a place of already being in recovery to have already taken a first few steps or to have be doing it proactively before you reach crisis and I think part of uh, I suppose my part of my view is formed by my experience of knowing at the time I thought I wasn't really learning much from CBT Um, and from speaking to a few others I think I know quite a few people that also felt the same way Um, but I found that a lot of the learning points I had were really useful kind of four to six months later once I'd had a bit of time to to recover to have more moments where I wasn't in crisis I could take on board some of that information and the learning points Um, but while I was doing it I just was not in the right place for it the first few times around Um, and I think for me that's a really important distinction to make because so many people wait until crisis then will access cbt and it's it's just i mean you still can but it, it's so difficult for it to be useful at that stage um so if you are offered cbt if you are able to access some form of of group support of anything um if someone gives you a phone number or a leaflet okay maybe that's not ideal but they've given you that information please use it use it straight away go and find out about that service go and find out about the support that's available because so many people still don't um and that that just breaks my heart because there are so many people that are in really difficult situations and there's support there is support available um often yeah there's there are waiting lists and there are timelines and things like that but there is support available and people don't access it because um they're they're worried about what it looks like if they access that support or they're worried about what it means their identity is if they don't access that support and while they're worrying about that they're also considering whether they want to be here and I think that's just so dangerous and so sad and so difficult because I've been in that situation um oh 
didn't plan for that. It's just so difficult. And I think, as I said before, sometimes we make the assumption that because we're in a certain place, so is everyone else. And I think sometimes seeing programmes like that and seeing those interactions where people are talking, sometimes for the first time, but sometimes it's part of ongoing treatment and they are, they're still in that mindset of I don't deserve or I don't, um, I'm not in a, a bad enough place to require that support. And I just, that I think is a huge thing for me. That is where we do have a social responsibility to to share stories, to share experiences and insights and show people that um, there's support available. And I think so, so often that first time is really important as well. It gives you so much context for some of the tools that you can access online for free on your own but you need that first session um and sometimes sometimes you can get into group stuff quickly um i think when i got into my first group session i think that was less than a month or about a month um and yeah other other things are sometimes longer i think i waited four months for one of my services and that's not ideal but um even more kind of shows the reason get on the waiting list go ask find out about it um because you might be waiting a little while so go go and do that now before you get to crisis um i i just yeah i think i guess it just highlights that difference that we still do have between kind of mental health uh, and those illnesses and symptoms and physical health i mean if we were if you were limping, yeah, you might struggle on, but you're just the fact that you're limping shows that you're putting less pressure on your on your foot or your ankle. You might um, try and sit down a bit more, or you might get um, a walking aid for a short period of time. So many people still go, "I'm struggling," okay, and just carry on and don't access any support. And I don't want this to sound like it's all on that person um it's not it's on us as a society to make mental health accessible to make it acceptable to give people permission to to access services to talk about mental health to talk about good times as well as bad but to go i'm just really struggling and go i'm really sorry to hear that but thank you so much for telling me um and have a conversation um i think that there is a role that we all play within society to to fulfill that change to empower and encourage people and i think yeah in an ideal world in an ideal world we wouldn't give people that we wouldn't have to give people that permission um we wouldn't have to kind of go out of our way to provide certain environments for for these conversations um but as we are painfully aware in 2020 we do not live in an ideal world um we are nowhere near living in an ideal world and we have i think each a responsibility to try you know to try and offer support to try and encourage someone to to seek help if you're not able to for whatever reason whether that's your own 
um, life experience, um, your own kind of current situation, that's totally fine. It's not every time, every time you will not be the best person, that person might not want to speak to you, might not be responsive to you. But I think we all have that responsibility to try. Um, and I think that's what I do. I think I'd like to think that I try to, to offer support to people. Um, I've had times when I've replied to um, direct messages and tried to offer a little bit of a listening ear and signpost to to resources. But I also am very aware that I'm not able to do that all the time um, for my own kind of mental health, for my own um, kind of priorities in terms of work, but also making time um, with friends or with a partner um, so I think yeah there are restrictions on that sometimes you might not feel safe engaging in certain conversations and that's okay as well but I think if you're trying then you can show actually I, I recognize that person needs support I might ask someone else to kind of step in or to contact them um, oh man I didn't yeah I did not quite expect that um yeah okay oh wow um on on that i think i will uh i think i'll wrap up there um and say once again yeah just a huge thank you to to those of you that continue to listen and support um and as you can see, it's still something that, that um, I'm still affected by. I think um, if you read the blog, you'll have seen there's been a few recent changes. Uh, obviously, I, two months ago now, I think, um, have completely um, stopped taking my medication. So it was about a four-month process, I think, of gradually reducing um my my medication and yeah about two months ago fully stopped um having been on the medication for i think over five years so um i'm still uh getting used to to be honest i've, I've not noticed a huge change i think it's probably all little bits um i think i'm still <laughs> i'm still as emotional as i was before um and i think in a way that's quite nice because that shows that's that's me that wasn't the it's not the medication it's not the tablets it's not um I don't it's not my illness um that's just me I'm an emotional person um and that's okay and it's it's accepting that um and enjoying that as well I think I mean it does mean on occasions um I get to enjoy things I feel like a little bit more um, but it also means sometimes, you know, uh, I do get sadder and more affected by certain things. I still cry bloody adverts or some adverts. Um, and, and that's OK. But it's also being aware. Yeah, that does feed into it feeds into my depression sometimes. And it's being aware of that. Um, so it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so I'm on. I think I'm on. I feel like I'm on a good journey. I'm in a, a, a reasonably good place really excited for for things like the upcoming episodes and new guests but also next year hopefully it means um we can move around more we can have um kind of uh, meetups and stuff like that um we're attempting to plan a wedding for kind of mid to late 2021 so fingers crossed for 
that as well hopefully the fact it's kind of the end of the summer will mean oh who knows what it means um so yeah so a lot of exciting things coming up um and i look forward to to sharing them with you thank you so much for for joining me once again on an as always uh way longer than expected episode but it's been really great to to sit down have a chat talk about a few different points um a couple of unexpected points as well um but yes a reminder for (laughs) for the attempted 10 minute podcast um a reminder for that um international podcast day on wednesday the 30th so i'll be sharing some information about that um in the coming days if not already um and i look forward to sharing promoting and talking about some of those other mental health focused podcasts that are out there as well and hopefully um hopefully you won't believe me no believe me i, will, I might actually try um so I will, i'll stop that now before i get too invested <laughs> um but yes if there are other podcasts that really sound like they are are, are your bag um do go and check them out do subscribe do support those other mental health podcasts as well um so that said, I, I, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your week. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Have a great week. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.